0: Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Good evening, and welcome to the podcast. Tonight, we will be interviewing nicola beer she is the founder of blissful relationships and co-author of four international best-selling books nicola has helped transform the lives of men and women from all walks of life she specializes in saving marriages and as well as helping individuals to stop getting hurt in relationships breaking the cycle of pain be it with partners parents or other family members she is certified in counseling coaching relationship building couples therapy, grief and loss recovery, hypnotherapy, NLP, addiction recovery, and energy healing. With thousands of downloads to her podcasts on Stitcher and iTunes, Nicola's work has been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News Network, Huffington Post, Your Tango, and Wall Street Select. Nicola holds a degree in socio- sociology from the University of Bath, UK and lives in Dubai, United Arab Emirates So let's, without further ado, let's bring her in Welcome Nicola
1: Thanks so much first of all for having me on the show It's a real pleasure to to be here And I basically started at a very young age helping people with uh, life problems when I, I worked for a, a UK charity on kind of like an emotional distress or suicide line some people term it as and that started when I was 23 when I finished university and I, I, I've i always known I was meant to, meant to help people and I didn't know it was relationships and I think it's kind of strange and I, I'm sure that maybe you, you've heard this before but Relationships was an area that I struggled in. So that's why I was drawn to to learn uh, and to master relationships because relationships was an area that I found difficult. And I, th- I think you can mm-hmm. sometimes see, see that with the, the choices that we make in our lives and, and our, following our passion. It's, it's things that we, we go through. And that was, was how it was for me. I mean, I grew up, and um, my parents absolutely hated each other there was not much love in, in my home my mum suffered from lots of uh, mental breakdowns so she was either depressed or very aggressive and she you know used to take that, this out on us and on and on my dad so when my dad left when i was 13 i thought well i, I couldn't really blame him i thought you know um that they didn't I never saw them cuddle. Never saw any affection. And my mum then was very, very stressed raising five children, and we had not very much money. and And one of the things she used to say to me all the time, and and me and my brothers and brother and sisters, was, "Oh, your dad doesn't love you. He's not giving us any money." And this is what she would say, oh, like God. literally, yeah. on a daily, if not. Yeah, on, on at least a daily basis, because this was the, the, the reality that she thought and the reality that she was living. So I also then confused at a very young age, money was love. I thought mm. if people give you money, that means they love you. And if people don't, that means they don't love you. So then in my dating, right. in my 20s, early 30s, it was absolute disaster. Because I thought, oh, mm-hmm. men that gave me money, that means they love me. Men that don't, I, did, I didn't realise until I actually verbalised it, until I was working with a coach, and she said, Nicola, you do realise that's not true? <laughs> and I, it had been yeah. so ingrained in me. And mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, I, I've learned a lot about uh, relationships. Also because of the way, um, not not only because of the way my childhood was, but... but Partly because the way that my mum, my you know, obviously, she, does, she did love us deep down, but she was having a lot of aggression towards us physically and, and verbally. For me, love wasn't safe. So as soon as I got into a relationship that seemed quite close, I would find ways to just get myself out of it. I now call, I've now right. learned that that's called a pattern called love avoidant, uh, where someone really does want a relationship and they think they want love. But then when they get in it, they just feel that, that fear and that panic. So I've had to overcome that. And that's what, what has dry, driven me to, to help people uh, with relationships. And why marriage? Well, in Dubai, where I started helping people through divorce, I started helping people with their relationships. I kept meeting married couples who said to me they didn't really want to be getting divorced. Yet, counselling had made things worse. Right. They, they'd they had marriage counselling and, and all they'd done is gone to someone, paid a lot of money, sat there, offloaded everything that was wrong about each other mm-hmm. and ended up feeling worse or more angry, more resentful, more disheartened. And the hope was even any glimmer of hope at saving the relationship or any glimmer of hope they had before they were driving to the counseling thinking well this is a positive step we're doing for us as a couple they they were getting hurt and uh, so I thought right this this is this is also an area where i need to to support support couples to become closer mm-hmm. and it's through action yeah. talking about problems doesn't really do anything it's through action so that's really how I ended up saving marriages and helping people with family relationships helping people to stop getting hurt because I found that um, having been hurt as a child in my other relationships I was always kept getting hurt kept choosing the wrong people kept having more experiences where I felt unlovable and not good enough
2: and it's quite a turning point, I think, when you realize when you can have somebody sit down with you and, and make you realize, like you said, with the, the love and the money, right? Uh, when you can have that breakthrough when maybe, you know, you didn't even really think you associate something with something else that actually drives you to be who you are, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm sure you hear it, and I, I hear it a lot people will come to me and they'll say, look, we tried to resolve things on our own and and we we couldn't. And I say, yeah, even in my own relationships, I'm always either working with a coach or calling a friend because once you're in it, you can't see because your your emotions are so strong and it's something so important in our lives. We're going to be emotionally charged about it. And so when when you speak to someone that's got a third party, a different perspective... You can, mm-hmm. you can get those insights and you can stay stuck on your own or you can have breakthroughs really quickly when you, you, you share it with someone that's got an objective opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah. Somebody that's not judgmental but somebody's been on the same time Yeah. Because I think that's a lot about, you know, a lot about it is holding people kind of accountable for, you know, what's what. And sometimes we don't, that in ourselves, I know I don't. Sometimes I get told I'm you're controlling, and it's like, well, I'm not controlling, but I do think there's a certain order, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I justify it when it's not really like that, and I'm not meaning to be controlling, but it comes off that way to somebody from a different perspective. So absolutely, you know, um, I think yeah, and I think it's nice to have somebody that can that can help. Um, so you had said that that's what you do is you teach people how to stop getting hurt in relationships. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Tell us a little bit about how you know how they can how they how people can stop getting hurt in relationships.
1: Well, the first thing really is to look at healing anything that needs to heal from the past. It's you know, a
0: big
1: one. <laughs> it is a big one. It, it is a massive one. But it's, it's really being, it's really getting rid of the shame. That's, that's how I first start and, and support people. And what is shame? Well, shame, according to, if we look at John Bradshaw's Healing the Shame that Binds You, it's, it's basically where we feel that we are unlovable. We are unworthy of love. Mm-hmm. And that's really the first thing that, that needs to be changed. It's based, shame is basically a low self-esteem where we feel that, not that we've caused a problem, but we feel that we are the problem. That's the uh-huh. difference. And so releasing that. And that's just looking at, okay, where has this shame come from? And, uh-huh. and then realizing that this doesn't belong to us anymore. We don't need to carry this with us. We are worthy of love. We are worthy of Of feeling good enough, so that's really the the beginning and the first part, and the second is really taking away blame if we 're blaming others if we 're blaming ourselves if we 're against ourselves if we 're criticizing ourselves, then that is also going to to hurt us in in relationships if we keep getting hurt and we keep saying you know it, it's I deserve it or it it's there, it's therefore it 's my fault. It's just like blame never helps us. So it's just letting go of that. And and then releasing any of these emotions that we that we do have from from the past that we need to get rid of. And and then the, the, the last part is really looking at the relationships that we want. What do we need to do to have happier and healthier relationships? What to some people that means setting boundaries up and what they will and won't tolerate. So, for example, right. with, with, with my mum, you know, unfortunately sometimes she still does get aggressive and bless her, she still sometimes suffers from depression and I can only do so much and I'll do my best but yeah. if it turns to a topic where it's attacking me or it's putting me down, whether it's about, you know, she likes to talk a lot about what I'm eating and what I'm doing, you know, things like that, and I disrespectfully you know, so I'm not going to entertain this conversation it's things like that, simple things there's also, and I actually have a whole VIP day on it because I feel it's so important it's about letting love in it's about loving ourselves and also allowing love to come in from other people receiving love a lot of us that do get hurt in relationships again and again is we just block any kind of, of love coming in we don't accept gifts, we don't accept compliments. we don't accept the offer of help we're We're so used to doing everything for everyone else we we block this out
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and I think you know a lot of people um if they're if they're in that you know I'm not worthy state of mind, then it can kind of snowball everything like you said you know you keep meeting the same kind of people you keep you know doing these kind of things which kind of goes exactly with what you said about you know don't be the victim take some accountability and move forward instead of being stuck in the past right?
1: yeah mm-hmm. so and there's different ways to release it it can be you know with, res- with the resentments I have four four or five different ways. So sometimes it's writing down everything you're resenting, looking at, at it, and then first of all we do a massive list and we say, right, what is what are we holding on to we can just let go and just laugh at it and just be like, okay, that's 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 pointless. The next is looking at okay, is there anything that we, we've played a part in and we you know and and then sometimes I do hypnotherapy, sometimes I do a deeper cellular clearing energy work of the resentment and sometimes we can't let go of the resentment because it keeps happening in the future and that's when we need to address it okay well I don't want to keep feeling angry on a daily basis or on a weekly basis with this person so what needs to change how do I have that voice to express what needs to be changed in that relationship or is it something that I need to work on myself or is it some new relationship rules and patterns that I need to have around this relationship? What is going to serve me best so I don't keep getting hurt? And then there's there's also more complicated situations. There's people that have an alcoholic parent or partner or someone that's addicted to drugs or someone who has gone to you know a, a psychologist and they they've learned that their their partner is um, a narcissist and so these the, these things can can also be a little bit more complicated and need kind of like a one to one strategy but it is possible to 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 stop getting hurt in these kind of situations
2: but, uh... Now, how would you know, you know, uh, speaking of like, somebody with a narcissistic personality, um, like, how would you know, like, I guess if they were actually diagnosed, right? You'd want to make sure, you wouldn't want to, because I hear that word uh, being used so often, you know, somebody that's just kind of a jerk gets called narcissistic. Yeah, you know? so,
1: me too.
2: Like, uh, yeah, so, like, my thoughts are, if you're in a relationship and you've put up boundaries and you've stated what you want or what you need or, you know, if the person after so amount of time hasn't really given you what you need, then it may be time to move forward, right?
1: Yeah, and, and it's really looking at, are you, are you feeling hurt, are you feeling upset, how are your emotions on a daily and weekly basis? If it's all misery, then sure. And I'm also yeah. of, the, of the belief as well that do these labels really help? If you really, if, if right. you if you love that person, you want to work on that relationship, having that in your mind that, oh, they're this and they're that, is that going to support you? Surely it's just going to add more negativity. No one wants to be labeled or, or pigeonholed into, right, this is you. First of all, we look at, okay, what is the behavior that's causing upset? And how can we go about getting change in that behavior? And the, all we can really do is work on ourselves and express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we've done yeah. both of those yeah. and they haven't worked, then yeah, maybe it is time to to look at what else we can do or, or another way forward.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cause some, I think, you know, most relationships, if, if one person feels, you know, that they do love the person and they want to work it out, it's usually reciprocated the other way. Even if one person might not act that way, it could be maybe that they're holding on to some past hurt that they're not allowing themselves to be vulnerable as well, right? So I think talking talking it out with somebody that has the, the skills and the credentials is not a bad idea because then you could, they could work on themselves at the same time, right?
1: Yeah, and that's really the key. When we work on ourselves we and when we hold that self worth, things change in the relationship.
2: Yeah, and it does, I think. There's how many people um that lack self love would probably lack lack boundaries, um and all of those things kinda of, kind of things too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's good because yeah. they, they often feel I don't deserve, I don't deserve to, to receive love, I don't deserve to, to have help." And, or they feel like you know they're the problem, and especially if they're, they're with someone that's telling them that they're the problem, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's a, a parent, parent-daughter relationship, parent-son relationship, yeah. if that's what they've believed and they've been blamed for things. -hmm. Then they may feel okay. I just need to accept this.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, and that you know, talking about it, having that love for yourself definitely puts you in a different, um, a different frame of mind, where you're you won't tolerate certain things that you may have tolerated once you know that I am worthy, I am capable. You know.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, um the other the other thing I wanted to touch on while I was chatting with you, uh, Nicola, was how um you talked about how to fix your marriage without talking about problem. Could you touch on that a little bit for us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as I as I mentioned right at the beginning, the reason I started helping to save. Marriages and now it's become thankfully really massive and people are really getting a lot of support from my um, podcast and from my emails is that talking about problems, the, the, the traditional marriage counselling way of having two people there to talk about their problems does not get any results. And the same with couples that say, well, we try talking about it. If all you're doing is trying talking, all you're going to do is rehash the past and, and create a lot more problems. So what I have couples do is to really look at okay, what actions do they need from each other? What what do you need in a relationship to be happy? Well I you know yeah. for some people they need engaging conversation. For a lot of women and, and some men engaging conversation is what makes someone attractive. Meaningful conversation is what really draws someone into someone to, to be into them. So engaging conversation can be one. Another one can be affection. Some people love to be hugged and hold, holding hands, things like that. And uh, so there's, there's lots of different ways to, that we want to feel loved and that we do feel loved. So, so it's really important to take action. You know, grand gestures of saving the relationship. Sometimes couples will say to me, well, we're going to go away for a weekend or we're going to go on a holiday, which is wonderful, and yet they come back and things are the same. Because it has to be love and acts of love and acts of kindness is what rebuilds trust over time and, and on a daily basis. So that could be just making sure that when you talk to each other in the evening when you ask each other how each other's day is that you look into each other's eyes, that you really listen, that you're not on your phone. The phone comes up all the time in the, the one-to-one support that I do with couples where they're saying that, that one of them is just, they feel ignored, they feel frustrated, the other person's always on their phone, they're not communicating. So small things like that, making time for each other to communicate. Making time to reconnect. Sometimes it's stopping using text mes- texting. saying, "Well, let's have mm-hmm. a call each day because we feel 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 so different." So it's just simple yeah. simple actions. And sometimes couples in the joint sessions that I do online have decided, "Well, we we've Nicola, we've gone out. We've brought new sofas. The way that our sofas and our settees are." laid out in a home is one sits on one couch, the other one sits on the other one, we're miles apart. So they go out and get get one where they can actually lay next to each other and watch TV or be on their laptops and, and, and connect mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. So it's, the, it's these kind of things. And these are actions that we can do without talking about problems. It's about, okay, how are we going to move forward? Let's have a list of things that we can, actions that we can take that are going to bring us, us closer together.
2: Mm -hmm. Which makes perfect sense to me. I think, uh, I think there's, you know, so much distraction, especially if, if a married couple had kids, and, you know, with kids and work and everything in between, it just, it's hard to get that time, so if you're distracted, Maybe, say, like you said, on the phone or
1: distracted in any other way, then somebody's going to feel alone, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's just working out. It's just agreeing, okay, what actions can we take that is going to help our relationships? So that's, like, the first main part I do. And the second main part I do when I help people with their, their marriage is I work with them individually to clear resentment and to clear negativity because if you're feeling resentful you can't clear that in a joint session you can't clear that by talking about your problem that's a decision that you need to make to free yourself from carrying that anger and that pain inside of you and you need to work out okay what can I not let go because it keeps happening in the future and then have communication skills to bring that up in a way again that's gonna move into action to move forward or just suggesting the action so that's also a really key part. And then the negativity, what I mean by negativity is, as humans, we always tend to think similar thoughts. They, our thoughts tend to get kind of caught in a loop, and we think similar things again and again. And this can be positive. This could be a positive where we wake up in the morning and we feel like, okay, what am I going to do today? What am I going to focus on? What needs to get done? What, am I, what exercise am I going to do? You know, healthy things, what am I going to eat that's going to be healthy? Or we can also be negative, where we can say to ourselves, oh, they're lazy, or they're controlling, or they're annoying me, or they don't love me, the relationship isn't working. We can get stuck in the negative thoughts, or what a lot of people get stuck in is, shall I stay or leave this relationship? And if you're stuck in that limbo, all that does is damage you, because it's just absolutely draining to be constantly thinking, Is it, shall I leave, shall I stay, is this good, is this bad? Analyzing a relationship. You can't get any answers by analyzing a relationship with your mind. You have to feel it and you have to take action with your action. And it also damages the relationship because you can feel if someone's half in, half out. You can feel if someone's sitting on the fence and waiting. And often people wait for time, they think, well, time will tell. Time will tell whether this relationship's going to be good. Time will tell if this relationship's right. And actually, time does nothing. The only thing that time does is pass. It's only when we take action within that time that we get to see a shift. And I'm sure you you see that in in the relationship work that you do. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing too is, you know, even if both people aren't willing I think even if one person really works on themselves and um, shifts themselves, that can really change the energy as
1: well, right? Absolutely. It, it's mm-hmm. When we change, when we clear resentment, when we focus on being loving, when we love ourselves, we have a different energy about us. When we're happy, we bring more happiness into the home, and that can shift the other person. And the truth is, is that we can never really... Work on a relationship. Yeah. We, can on relationship. Yeah. we can only ever work on ourselves in the relationship. We can only ever work on ourselves. And so when we focus yeah. on that, it's inevitable that the other person is going to change. And sometimes yeah. when I work with, with men or women to save their relationship and they're the only person that I'm working with, their partner's decided that they, they don't want the, the counselling or they're, they're done or... They don't believe in it. But the other person thinks, well, I'm just going to do this for myself. And, you know, within a few weeks, often there's a shift. And for the very yeah. small percentage where the, their partner doesn't shift, or even if they do shift, sometimes that person thinks, do you know what, I'm happier on my own. I've got rid of the fear of being alone. I've got rid of the fear of thinking, am I never going to meet anyone else? Or am I going to be financially okay? I've got rid of my fears because I've worked on myself, I've built my self-esteem, I've got a plan, and I choose to choose a relationship that's going to support me rather than bring me down.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's covered all for for people. I know for myself, you know, my my story is similar to yours. With my own issues and relationship issues (laughs) and stuff like that, it just makes me... You know, want to know why and more and, and help and, you know, take what I've learned and, and what I've done wrong, <laughs> you know, at the same time um, to help other people. So um, I totally, I think it's pivotal that, you know, we really have to work on ourselves. I tell people all the time there's only one person you can control unless you have small kids <laughs> um, and that's yourself. So. Um, stop trying to worry about, you know, what he's doing or she's doing and worry about what you're doing, <laughs> you know. And I think maybe, like, with your, um, with your, your words on um, showing action, you know, maybe um, it just kind of popped into my mind but when you get that, um, that feeling of, you know, uh, maybe somebody makes you angry, if the partner makes you angry, maybe instead of retaliating, because I find as humans we tend to do the different things. Um, instead of doing that, why not show an action of love instead? You know, and, and be aware of it in that sense so that, you know, you can kind of say, well, you're getting defensive, I feel it, so let's do something that shows love. So even if it's just stopping and saying, I love you, you know, and it just kind of calls things down so that it
1: does not try to a one <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's it's those uh, recover attempts to recover that mm-hmm. if things are starting to get escalate uh, escalating breaking that with something like I love you or hugging the saying like you know I I'm really sorry I'm sorry that we're arguing even if you're not sorry for what you're saying it's not about backing down it's being just just calming things down. And 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 being oh, loved. Yeah. And the more we're loved, the more love we get back in our lives. And that's definitely been true uh-huh. for me. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Me as well. Um, I have the, the same mother's issues, and I, you know, there's you know, it's frequently times that I have to take a break from answering the calls. And. We're okay. It's okay to do that, <laughs> you know. Um, I read an article somewhere that said it's okay to cut people out of your life that you know just don't serve you, and it doesn't have to be forever. Um, but if you, you know, if you don't want to answer the phone because you just don't want to listen to it on the other end, then you don't have to, even if it's your mother.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's about protecting ourselves and our energy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because that energy does carry forward. And I think that's, you know, everybody talks about love and, and this and that, but it's really an energy. If you carry a bunch of resentment, which is in the negative end of things, you put off negative energy. And even though you can't see it, you, people can feel it. <laughs> even if they don't know they can feel it, they feel it. <laughs> so I think that's a huge message in itself as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And one of the exercises that I sometimes have, that those I work with do, is I say, like, look in the mirror and think about all the things you're resenting. And on in the inside, you might feel vulnerable and hurt, but on the outside, you can look angry and mean-spirited and aggressive. And, and if we're carrying a lot of resentment, especially... You know, with the couples I work with, where one partner is cheated and had an affair, uh, you know that obviously they've got a lot of resentment, and mm-hmm. th- if they don't work on that and clear that, then they tend to get more feel feel worse and worse over time. Unfortunately, so they get mm-hmm. sort of two pains. They get the pain of the the actual uh, discovery of of the affair, and then they get the pain of the, the, carrying that resentment, until they take action to, to help themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I actually dealt with that a lot, too. I've been to on many, many, many times. And I was like, what the heck? You know, it's going to be obviously with me. And then I got thinking, well, I'm like, I do you have a part to play in this? So what am I doing? And, and that's when I realized that, you know, I just had this, thought that men were no good and they were just going to cheat. So when I would get that fear of it happening, I would start to um, go within. So I'd go inside and and I'd pull away from them. And of course, when you pull away from someone looking for a connection, they're going to find it somewhere, (laughs) you know. Uh, Not to say that it was right in any way, shape or form, but I can see where I had a part to play in it because of my... Um, energy and my actions in some cases, you know, yeah, um, and all based on fear, fear to said I cared, I have carried with me since I was little, you know, dealing with an alcoholic father <laughs> that treated on my mom. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's that kind of stuff really kind of will stick with us. And And, like I said, I didn't even realize until you know. I was well into my thirties before I figured it out. It's was like, oh, this made perfect sense. And the good guys, I would like chase them away so fast that they couldn't even, you know, they would show interest. I would be like, no, we're too good. <laughs> you know, there was just something that that would keep them away from me. And they would beg, you know, just give me a chance. And I'd be like, no, can't do it. And just like a friend or brother, or, you know, I would have every excuse, but it was fear.
1: Yeah. It's that, yeah. it's that fear and it's those beliefs. And unfortunately, you know, I, I really do believe that we create our reality from the inside out and what we think and our beliefs affect how we feel, affect the energy and we can sometimes attract the, these things to us. And if we have a belief all men cheat or we have a belief that you can't... Like I've worked with lots of men and that their belief is, women are only after their money and if we have these beliefs and we, we we have experiences like that we can have experiences like that or we can feel that we can't trust people and then that's not not good to to carry that energy of I can't trust other people
2: yeah yeah what's a horrible it's a horrible thing to to go through and that's you know for my own self um just you know there's so much of that negative um self-talk that's what I really had to be aware of is that negative voice that just creeps in your brain <laughs> you know what I mean and, almost, and sometimes it will make you feel crazy yeah yeah and that I know that was that was the best thing that I let go of when I let go of everything is like obviously we all have a little bit of negative self-talk. But um, you know being aware I think is, is huge because then I can put it into perspective so is this real or is this just something that is just keeping weighing me down right um, stopping me from moving forward and most times it's not real <laughs> there's no danger there's no you know there's nothing bad before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it, it, it's looking at, exposing it and saying, "Well, this is, is this really true? Is this a reality?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think just having somebody, um, like the same with how you had said it, having someone to talk to to really bring that to light. Um, and then I think for me too, when, as I was um, certifying for my life coaching, that part of it too is a huge self-awareness wake up too, right? Um, Because it's like, if if I'm going to be helping other people, I have to really get my poop in a group, (laughs) you know? I have to do the best I can do, right? It doesn't mean I'm perfect in any way, shape, or form, uh, but it means that I'm putting um, things into play, uh, practicing what I preach, I guess, is the best way to put it, right? Um, And to really go forward on my own journey as well as to help other people at the same time and I'm sure
1: you've probably been the same. Yeah, I've been doing the same now for um, nine, ten years. I've been on the journey constantly doing uh, life coaching, uh, NLP coaching, hypnotherapy. I've done the thing called The Journey which is six courses to be a journey practitioner and 50 case studies was just cellular energy healing. As on yoga therapy, yoga teacher training, emotional body work, counselling. I'm always on this journey because this is this is my passion. This is yeah. what I love to do. And of course, in every yeah. single training that you do, you get absolutely analysed and open, open open up yourself. What are my beliefs? What's what's here? What's needs to be healed? And so going through yeah. that helps me then to. To be able to spot it in others, because I've I've had that myself. I've had yeah. these. Yeah. Well, and I think. Mm.
2: Yeah, and I think I think sometimes you know, uh, um, having being able to relate to people, right, makes a big difference in in helping to heal people if they can
1: relate to you. Yeah. But I yeah. I thought I, one of my biggest fears was. Being with a man that's just going to drain my money—I mean, where did that come from? <laughs> uh, obviously, and I, and I thought, and, you know, so things like that—that that, that we have—that make really there's no that's never happened to me. But of course, seeing that happen to my mum now, I, when I look at it, oh, well, that's where that one comes from. I don't belong that. That doesn't belong to me. I don't need to carry that one with me.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some things you just wouldn't even think of. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's fascinating uh, what you do and, and what you uh, the message you putting out there. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna not keep you because I know it's early where you are. Um, so can you tell our listeners how they can find you and and get in touch with
1: you? Sure, absolutely. So they can get in touch with me through my website which is www.nicolabeer.com. On my website, I have a free Seven Secrets to Heal and Love Your Life on the homepage. And then there's a marriage section as well there. And in the marriage section, there's a a really great book on the Seven Secrets to Fixing Your Marriage, as well as a a self-love meditation. So those are all available for free. Um, The listeners can download and this can really sort of support them in, in their relationship. So it's nicolabeer.com. Uh, beer is spelt like the drink, and Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A. And my, You can contact me there through that. You can also listen to my podcast shows. I have How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, and I have Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer. So all you need to do in iTunes is just type in Nicola Beer. Okay, perfect.
0: So that was Nicola Beer. What a great uh, lady and what a great message she has out there that she's putting out there for everyone um, really to look within and to uh, worry about yourself because ultimately that is the one and only person we can control is ourselves. So please take a look at her website and check out the free things that she's offering. And if you um, didn't catch her website, you will find it on my website, rawrelationships.net. And if you click on my podcast page, you will find her website under past interviews. I hope you have a great evening and we'll see you soon. Peace out. (music)